0: Greetings and salutations! Welcome back to another installment of the Four Glory Podcast. I'm your friendly Game Master, Adam, and I wanted to thank you for continuing with us on this adventure. I hope you enjoyed Episode 6. We got to see a little bit of everyone's personal lives outside of the dreaded Gauntlight Keep, and we learned a little bit about what keeps them going. I got to do a couple of silly voices and played around with the music from Sirenscape to help set some of the scenes. We also got to hear a little bit of Rin's story and some ancient history about some long dead sorcerers that I'm sure has nothing to do with this story at all. Not even a tiny bit. Not at all. Completely, totally irrelevant. Forget I even said anything. At least... By the end of the episode, it looked like some of the tension from the previous night was dying down a little bit, so hopefully everyone will be in a little bit of a better mood going back out into that swamp. Now, the past few weeks have been a little bit rough for the five of us making this podcast. Uh, My wife, my daughter, and I all got an awful non-COVID respiratory virus, and uh, three of us lost family members to unrelated causes. On the other hand, two of us bought our first homes, and a third is in the process of upgrading from a condo to a house, so things have been a little bit hectic. Thanks for sticking with us, and while I'm in a thankful mood, I want to thank you for giving us an hour of your week to share our story with you. If you're enjoying the story, please tell your friends, tell your gaming buddies, tell the the person in line at the store, tell your enemies, tell your dear old granny. Tell them all to check out the show. I'm talking to you in Leatherhead and you in Brussels. I'm talking to you guys in Chicago and y'all in Dallas. And while you're talking about the show, talk to us about it. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. You can reach us at 4 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Remember, it's F-O-U-R. Now, where were we? It was episode 7, I think? Yeah, episode 7. Four Inches of Blood. Last time on the Four Glory Podcast. Back so soon from your grand adventure?
1: Next time, make yourself useful and bring coffee.
0: An army... Of demons. I, I guess I can't keep the secret. <laughs> what would Henry do? It's disorganized,
2: there's no planning, and the only one that talks is the elf and he won't shut up.
0: Acts of ritualistic cannibalism. Well, you've put a fright at him. Thanks, Dr. Science. You smell like the swamp.
1: Who have you told about our expedition to Godlight
3: Keep?
0: She has eyes and ears everywhere. <laughs> See you later, guys. I'm going for a swim. <laughs> <land.
3: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my bullshit.
0: The Wanderer, the Vision, the Paladin, and the Survivor.
2: I have been
1: waiting this whole time to see if this (laughs) would come up! I have been waiting!
0: (laughs) The wait is finally over. Great. Your story continues now. You need only follow the ringing of hammer-on-steel to find your way to Blades-for-Glades, a very short distance south from Rin's Wonders. This old blacksmith shop has seen better days, and it's clearly not being maintained well. The ground is covered in soot, and debris is scattered all about. The forge is filthy, but an intense orange blaze from within indicates that it's still quite functional. Standing before an anvil is a man dressed in stained clothing that may have been considered fashionable if it weren't so well ruined. The stubble on his face makes it clear that he hasn't shaved in a few days, and the few smudges tell you he's only been working the forge for a short time today. This is Carmine Rajani, the man who ran against Osef Menhemis in the past four elections. Your eyes meet for a moment before he looks back to the anvil without offering any greeting.
1: Hmm. Excuse me, sir. May I ask a few questions while you are working?
0: He glances up at you, not stopping. You already have. Whatever you need, Elf. Make it quick.
1: Okay, then. I need to purchase a shovel. I'd like for you to take a look at this mace I've picked up from Gauntlight Keep, and I simply must know who has recently asked you about our expedition into Gauntlight Keep. <sighs>
0: I've got shovels, sure. The man starts rummaging through chests near the forge. Having seen the Morning Star poking out of your backpack, over his shoulder, without looking at you, he says, That's not a mace.
1: Reaching into his backpack, Gwillem will produce the plus one Morning Star, saying, Ah, but this is. So, what can you tell me about this particular item?
0: all, look here. That's a morning star. You hit things with a spiky end. It's gonna be a gold for the shovel. And what was that about gaunt-like Heap?
1: <laughs> Disgruntled with someone telling him what's what, Gwillem firmly places one gold on the nearest surface and grabs the shovel to put in his pack. Hmm yes. Well, in either case, thank you for the shovel. Now, just before I go, please tell me, who has been in here asking about the group going to Godlight Keep?
0: He looks you over. You feel like this is the first time that he's actually seen you. Nearly imperceptibly, his gaze lingers on that morning star. And he says, I'm sure I've got no idea what you're talking about. If you're looking to sell that mace, as luck would have it, I can use the metal. I'd be willing to trade you for that shovel. And that does not beat your DC-15 perception check. You can tell he's trying to rip you off. V, it's at this point that you come around the side of the smithy and see Gwilym talking to this man.
1: I'm sure you've earned my vote for Osif Menemies yet again in the next election. If anyone needs a shovel, though, I'll send them your way.
0: As you walk away... Gwilliam, you nearly bump right into V. You can hear Carmine calling after you. You know, you're real lucky that I'm feeling generous today. A lesser man would have caved your skull for a comment like that.
1: Seeing V just outside the shop, Gwillem will cast a quick glance back over at the blacksmith and say out loud to V, Beware, citizen, I'm not sure which is shorter, his blade or his temper. Then Gwillem will continue, that is the first time in 50 years I've set foot in that shop, and I assure you it will take 50 more years to get me back in there. I've asked Borwin to meet at the Northern Bridge to head back
3: into Gauntlight Keep.
1: Is heading back still a priority for you?
3: Oui, it was my intentions to head back. I cannot say I knew it was yours based on how you went off on your own last night, but now I see you're always just good at making funds. She looks pointedly back at the door Gwilym came through. Quite simply, I could not
1: figure out why my actions were so frowned upon. The end certainly justified the means. Instead of a room full of carnage, all ire was directed towards the simple Gyark, whom we would have certainly destroyed ourselves had we not thought he might have some information for us. Between that and Borwin striking most members of our expedition, it
3: seemed best if we spent some time apart before regrouping. Look, I do not care to argue ethics anymore. I would even agree to an extent that means justify an end. But I have my own code I must follow as a champion of ceremony. They are not rules I expect you to be beholden to, but I ask that you respect that I follow them. Cheating, taking advantage of others, lying, those are things I cannot do. And you and Monsieur Jacques made me an unwitting pawn in your scheme. Do not make a liar out of me, Monsieur.
1: I understand. As you are already a pawn to Serenry, you have my word you shall remain unwitting to any schemes that may draw her ire. I thank you for not asking me to follow suit. Speaking of Jack, should you encounter him today, please invite him to return with us. I will prepare Rupert and myself for the evening and wait by the bridge for everyone else. As Gwillem shuffles off, he begins to thumb through his spellbook to prepare for the evening.
3: V's expression slowly turned into a restrained scowl as he spoke, and after he turns to leave, she angrily vibrates for a second in frustration as she bites her tongue. The only noise she ends up making instead is a huff as she roughly dismounts from Henry, vaguely attempting to calm herself down as she enters the store.
0: V's interaction with Carmine doesn't go much better. He's already in a bad mood, and he can't help but gawk at the pop as he speaks to her as if she were a child. But, after finishing her transaction... V takes Wyvern Street south towards the crow's cask. There's a faint murmur of activity inside as she approaches. She tells Henry to sit, and she makes her way to the door. The door to the crow's cask creaks open, and the midday sunlight floods into the dim tavern. Behind the bar stands an aged Tengu woman, carefully measuring out dry ingredients for what looks to be some kind of experiment. This is Magaloy, the owner and brewmaster of the aptly named business. The few patrons in the establishment this early in the day turn towards the door as you enter, and the room falls silent. All eyes are on you. One by one, they avert their gazes just as you make eye contact. In addition to the proprietor and the dumbstruck customers, you notice the familiar bruised face of one Jack Thorne, who seems to be... Cleaning. The unoccupied tables.
3: V huffs a small sigh and once again being the center of attention. After returning the other patient's gazes, her eyes link around Jack for a second though. She raises an eyebrow as she seems to be scrutinizing him, but quickly continues to walk up to the bar and its proprietor. Bonjour. I was told that I could come here for assistance in identifying something. She climbs up a bar stool, standing on the seat to almost meet face to face.
0: The old bird cocks her head, and then she speaks.
1: That
3: may be. What have you got? Is it a map? No, I was told that it's a poison.
4: It's never a map these days.
3: A poison? I don't deal in poisons. I cannot be identified, but I won't buy it. Ah, uh, well, if I ever do find the map, I know what to bring it. But just knowing what this is will be good enough. She takes out the bottle and holds it out for Magaloy.
0: She cleans her hands with a rag from behind the counter and takes the vial. It says yum. That's clever. Give me just a moment. I'll test it for you. Oh, Jack. The old bird whistles to grab Jack's attention. Jack! Mind the bar? She turns and heads into a back room.
3: V would stare down Jack the entire time he walked to the bar, waiting for him to say something first.
2: Right, boss. Jack would then look at V, looking her up and down. Didn't expect to see you here. Why were you staring at me like that, by the by? Never seen a man working a day job before. He raises an eyebrow.
3: No, I am very familiar with the concept of a job. I just did not think this was where you ran off to until I first saw you. So, how long are you planning on being here?
2: Right now, till sundown. Jack looks at the puppet quizzically. Why?
3: Hmm, quite interesting, considering everyone is planning to leave a gauntlet within the hour.
2: Wait, what? Are you serious? I can't just leave it at a drop of a hat. It's been the first job I've had since… Jack trails off, then hardens his gaze. Look, I've already got chewed out once by the boss at the last night. I, 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 I am can't sorry just...
3: that your job has been the cost of your involvement, but it has been my experience that decisions always come with a sacrifice. I was informed of this time period not long ago myself, but I agree. We will have more time to search, and ideally any specters will be weakened under sun light.
2: That's all well and good, but I have a job to do here.
3: Look, you are noticing things in there I never would have or even cared for if I did. What is bigger? So town on your job. Feel smart. Don't be dumb now. <laughs> if you need help of your boss, I can try stepping in.
0: Okay, um... V, make a diplomacy check against Jack's will, DC.
3: That's gonna be... 15.
0: <laughs>
2: well, my DC for my will is only 12.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I guess the puppet makes a strong point, Jack. You're convinced.
2: Jack rubs his temples, sighing. Oh, I hope she don't tear my head off for this. In the meantime, though, how about a drink? Not sure if you had the chance to try any of the cask's more famous drinks. Jack actually cracks a smile for the first time.
0: The smile hurts. You're still pretty swollen from the love tap Borwin gave you last night. But the two of you enjoy a sample of the sour blackberry ale that's been so popular recently. It's only a brief moment before Magaloy returns from the back room. What you've got here is venom. Black adder venom. Very dangerous. If it gets into your body, it'll start eating the flesh. You must be careful.
2: Jack clears his throat and turns towards Magaloy. <clears throat> hey boss, I know this is last minute, but I'm going to have to head out with my friend here. Something came up. It's important.
0: Now, Jack.
2: Yeah, it's about the things that happened last night, cleaning up my messes, as it were.
0: Don't forget our conversation.
2: I know. I'd rather stay and work here, but
0: Jack, just... just do whatever you think is right.
2: Right, boss. And he turns to leave with V.
0: Quickly,
3: clambering down from the bar stool, she heads for the exit. I thank you for the information. And I apologize for absconding with your employee. Please, do not be too hard on him.
0: As you approach the bridge at the northern end of Otari, you can see that Borwin, Gwillem, and V are all already there waiting for you. Gwillem is packing up his spellbook and all of his other preparatory materials. V seems once more to be waiting for you. Me? Yeah, you. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Alright, alright, I'm here.
1: I, uh, hmm, have something to say and a gift for you all. Gwillem will reach down next to his pack and pick up the shovel and present it to the group in his hands and say, Here, I'm hoping to present this as a bit of a peace offering. A shovel? Yes. With the shovel, we could have buried the kobold bones proper. So I suppose this is the only tool we didn't have and needed.
2: Right, no, I I get that. I'm just more like an an offering for what, though? To help things go smoother, you see. I see. I think.
0: You all head north, following the gaunt trail through the woods. It takes about a half an hour to again get to the fog fence swamp. It's midday, but the dense fog still filters out much of the sunlight. You continue along the way through the swamp. You make your way to the familiar gatehouse, just south of Gauntlight Keep.
2: You know, when we are going here during the day, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more sunlight. I could see a little bit better, but not by much.
0: With the sunlight being blocked out mostly by the fog, visibility is down to about a cool 20 feet. Well, shall we go in? Borwyn starts walking inside. You again come to the collapsed wreckage of the bridge.
2: Just for my paranoia's sake, is that cobalt corpse still over here? it is all right good so then just start walking wandering away that's good now that jack is a lot closer to this kobold corpse he would like to check it out see if there's like anything amiss about it
0: sure yeah no problem you climb down and you move in to examine the corpse of the kobold it's lying face down on the bank you flip it over and you can see in its chest a knife buried looks like the same kind that the gremlins were throwing earlier most of his equipment is is ruined Looks like he's been sitting out here for a couple of weeks. But there is one not completely rotten belt pouch still intact. All right. And he's got a little adorable kobold-sized backpack. Still not completely destroyed.
2: Jack is going to take off the backpack and the belt. He's going to climb back up to the bridge. And he said, uh, he's going to say, Didn't get a chance to look at this like yesterday, but there was a kobold uh, down there. I didn't think much of it at the time. I was just thinking, like, oh, it's a dead kobold. Eh, whatever. But looks like it's got some intact things. Just wanted to look through them real quick, if y'all don't mind.
0: Go right Go ahead. On,
2: then. Okay, I'm going to open up the backpack first.
0: You open up the backpack. And there's a bunch of uh, metal parts, mechanical-looking. A couple of strings and wires and sharp-looking parts.
3: Does this look familiar? Like <laughs> Something I just sold?
0: Uh... Mm, ...ish. Somewhat. So let's see. I'm going to roll some craft skill for... uh, It looks like the only person that's got it is Borwin. Hmm. So let's see if Borwin is able to recognize what this is. Borwin, this looks like the makings of a trap. Specifically, a spike snare trap.
4: Does it seem used, or does it seem like it was... uh... Like, no,
0: no, no. It's it it's in the backpack. It's in a backpack, like, the ready to get set up.
4: It seems like it would be one of the kobold straps.
0: Do you want to take that? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, I'll add it to your inventory. Now, the other thing that you got was the belt pouch off of this kobold.
2: Right, and I was going to check that
0: next. You do. Inside, far less unusual, you just find some coins. You find four gold coins in that belt pouch. Oh. There's one for you, Shia.
2: Indeed. Hey, right, we got some gold in this belt pouch. Four pieces, one for each of us. And Jack hands the gold out to each player. I'll see. Thank you.
0: Now how do you plan to get across this
2: gap? The same way we did yesterday, very carefully.
3: Just jump over Swim through it. No, we didn't go there. We just we had to wade through it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. We, w- we waded through it.
3: Alright, so you guys do that
0: again. Come to the other side.
3: Henry jumps across like those dogs that, like, they do the the water sports where they jump, long jump into the water.
0: You guys make it across without much issue. Once you get to the other side, though, uh, Jack and Gwillem both notice leeches again.
2: Like normal-sized leeches or, like, giant leeches?
0: No, no, normal-sized leeches. Like, you know, kind of big. But not, like, you know, unusually big. Just kind of big.
2: Do they seem to be swimming in a specific direction?
0: Uh, they're currently stuck to you, not swimming.
2: Yeah, they're suckered onto us. Oh, okay. Then I'm just gonna... Yank him off.
1: Uh, Gwilym will kind of shake his head a little bit at Jack yanking him off. He'll just ask, uh, would, would someone please light a torch?
4: Borwin will light a torch for Gwilym.
1: Once the torch is lit, Gwillem will extend his appendages as best he can towards the flames so that the leeches will drop off.
0: You do so. It works out no trouble. All of the leeches are removed you are able to see ripples coming towards you in the duckweed and water. You judge from the size of the ripples, this thing must be pretty big.
2: Can't see anything more, though? Just the ripples?
0: No, unfortunately, the fog is too thick for you to be able to see as far away as this thing is.
4: I'm sure there's a lot of rubble around here. Borwin will pick up a rock and then look to the party. I can see if I can get, maybe get the thing's attention.
1: No, no Borwin, want are you mad?
4: Why, why, why would we do that?
1: Get in! Get into the keep! Are you mad, Borwin? Get in!
3: Rather save our strength for things a little more pressing than something that isn't even attacking us. And
1: please, I, I need you to remember, Borwin, there was that giant frog that had been charmed in half, both its legs in one bite.
4: Alright. Then he walks in with him.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Alright, so you head deeper into the ruins of Gauntlike Keep. You're once again in the large. Central chamber, with the doors on the left, the staircase to the right that leads up to a hole in the ceiling. You know that to the west lies the room where you encountered the giant maggots, and further in, the giant flies. To the east is the chamber that held that great pit.
1: It seems we are faced with a decision. I know that you are adamant that we go up to the top of the lighthouse to discover the origin of the blue light. However, Boss Skrong has tasked us with the murder of the Mushroom King.
3: I do not see why we should involve ourselves in that.
2: Unless the Mushroom dude might know something about that light. Before we adventure forth, though, let me take a moment here. Uh, Jack would like to look around this room to see if there's, like, been any recent, like, activity here. If anybody has gone through this room at all, besides us.
0: Alright, is there anywhere specific that you'd like to search, or are you just doing a general look around? Kind of doing a general look around right now. You head further into the chamber and begin to search for any kind of clues or hints that there's been recent movement through this area. What does Jack find? You find nothing. Nothing at all. You can't tell... Uh, Oh god, it's a a terrible fucking roll. Of course it is. Yeah, so you search through, you find find nothing. Absolutely nothing. No trace of movement, no insight into what may be lurking deeper within. Alright.
2: I don't see any recent tracks here.
1: Well, we know from Boss Skrong's map here that there are a couple of rooms that might pose some danger to us. Some ghosts. Indeed. Should we just go up, or... Should we...
2: well, what do we say? V?
3: I would prefer to head towards the lighthouse, that is what we were tasked to figure out.
2: It's towards like the northwest, right? Well, if we're
1: trying to go up, we can always climb up through that tower in the corner.
3: That's true, we're just trying to figure out which direction it, the actual lighthouse is, because I don't know where. So, it's like.
2: <clears throat> we can see the lighthouse when we were at the gatehouse, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically north.
2: Okay. Guess we'll head north, take up our positions, go in carefully, scout it out.
3: Perhaps open the door quietly, so we can at least peek in before nothing comes out.
0: The four of you press further into the keep, into the darkness, in rubble. You head north, towards where the lighthouse should be. You reach the door, similar to all the other doors you've seen so far. Swollen, aged wood with iron banding. Are there any holes? Mm, what do you mean?
2: Like, around like the walls, or maybe even like the doors? Something that maybe a rat could fit through?
0: Well, there's an arrow slit to the immediate left, before getting to this door.
2: To the west of the door?
0: Okay. If you peer out through it, you're able to see oh, another outside wall to Gauntlight Keep.
2: Not sure, but I think that might be the room where the cobalt ghosts were.
0: That would check out.
2: But no actual, like, holes or anything like that that a rat could scout through.
0: Oh, you could get through an arrow slit if you want.
2: Yeah, but this kind of leads to the outside. Mm-hmm. Oi, Willem. Yes? You think you could do that trick again where you turn into a rat?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Really? You, you see, it's a, a spell that I need to prepare, and I just haven't prepared that
3: one today. I we'll see. The arrow slit, I can't, I can't fit through it, right?
0: No way.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and now, why is it that you're trying to squeeze me through that hole?
2: Scouting. Meaning like, if you could fit through there, if there's like another entrance to the room beyond, that way you can maybe take a peek and see what's inside.
1: Well, Rupert would be able to get through, but I don't think Rupert would be able to tell me anything in detail. I'm not sure he'd be of much help.
2: Forgive me for, I guess, not understanding, but do you have like any kind of link to your partner? I like can't see what he can see. I'm not sure how magic works. No,
1: uh, not not today. No.
2: Well, uh, should probably set up the uh marching order then. Yeah. Who goes in first, second, third, fourth? Well, we know in that room there is a a a,
1: a big ghost, I believe from Boss Strong's map. It says
2: or if it's more cobalt ghosts. Could Jack put his ear against the door to see if he hears anything? Absolutely. Okay. Jack would like to do that.
0: Let's see how we do. No, no, it sounds dead quiet.
2: I don't want to hear anything on the other side of the door. But keep your guard up. Yeah.
3: Perhaps take a stealthy look in there.
2: Everyone ready? Ready as a little bit. you talking. About... I'm sorry. What?
3: Wait, I, I asked if you could take a stealthy look in there, <laughs> and then you oh. said, "Are you guys ready?" Sorry, <laughs> oh,
2: right, I didn't hear you. <laughs> sorry, I didn't hear you. Okay, I would like to try and quietly open the door and just kind of take a peek inside, not fully opening it.
0: Doesn't work. Door is not easy to move. You're going to have to attempt an athletics check in order to open this door. Unfortunately, that is not going to be... Quiet. Very
2: quiet. I was going to say, like, difficult to open as in, like, rusted hinges difficult, or we talk about like, things on the other side difficult?
0: Uh, hard to say. Door swings towards you, hypothetically.
2: Door some seems to be stuck. I don't think we've got an option to be stealthy for this door. Do we Mm -hmm. maybe want to try the other one over there?
3: Doesn't the map that he made show another door? Yeah, he shows a door on the outside. The door that you just mentioned does not even exist on his map, I don't think.
2: Then again, it is a very crudely drawn map.
3: That's true. It
1: seems to get in through that door that's on the map we would have to be outside.
3: Do y'all think it would be worth it to try to go out through that door, then?
1: I'm not too keen. I believe we can just get through this door here and deal with whatever's on the other
2: side. It's
3: fine with me.
1: So, which one of you wants to give it a try?
2: Well, I think Bill Borwin's the strongest of us here. Alright, Borwin.
1: CORF HOOB! and Gwillem will cast Physical Boost
0: on Borwin.
4: So I see this as well. I have Assurance. You can forego rolling a skill check for that skill and to instead receive a result of 10 plus your proficiency bonus.
0: That would be three. So you'd be uh, getting a 13 if you use Assurance.
4: So it'd be better to just roll it in this case.
0: Yeah, and the Assurance also does not take that, does not get the plus two from the spell.
4: Then in this case, uh, I'm gonna just roll my Athletics then to try to pull the door off. Rip it off. (laughs) yikes uh can i try it again
0: uh if you want to give up a hero point sure i'm guessing it was a bad roll
4: yeah it's a super bad roll i got one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no Uh i i am so so torn on whether or not i want to because if we get into combat it's such a good fucking card don't do it then i'll, I'll give it a shot okay uh
3: i think i'm a little stronger than you <laughs>
4: You might be. So So Borwin grabbing onto the door, but remembering what is on the other side of the door, essentially gets cold feet and kind of just backs away from the door.
3: Again, Borwin.
4: I'm sorry, just something about- Bor-
3: D'accord.
4: You saying something would interrupt him and he wouldn't say anything else.
3: I'll give it the shots then. She will go up to the door and we'll roll an athletics check. 15.
0: Oh, You try and unfortunately that door is holding fast. It does not open under all of your best efforts.
3: Door is the worst enemy of D&D parties.
2: Yeah, it's true. Well...
3: Well,
1: then outside we go. If Owen won't do it with my magic helping him and V just can't, it seems we have no other choice if we are destined to get into this room.
2: I mean, I suppose I could give it a shot. May as well. Alright, All right. there I go. 18? Uh, 18 is actually the number, so... Sweet.
3: I loosened it for you.
0: you
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, sure.
0: Sure! <laughs> You pull with all your might, and you manage to tear away the pull for the door. And as you do so, the door itself disintegrates. It falls into a pile of ancient-looking dust as the door corrodes before you. As the door crumbles, you peer inside and you're able to see the smooth walls of this circular room that are painted a light gray, and there's no indications of a seam between blocks or stones. It's all one smooth, continuous form. You also see a set of iron stairs that's winding up along the curved walls. In the center of this room, you see a red blood stain glistening on the floor. It looks like maybe a human sized creature bled to death very recently, but there's no body.
2: Jack's going to take a step back out. He's going to point out the blood pool in the center on a walk like this.
1: Never seen a little blood before, Willem will say, and he'll take a step in to investigate the blood pool.
2: Not so much in there where there's just a blood pool and nothing else there. That's enough blood in there from, like, one human-sized creature. Where'd the body go? It wasn't dragged away or anything. There's nothing else around it. You don't think that's odd?
0: Gwillem, as you approach, you notice a gentle ripple across the surface of the blood.
1: Where does the ripple emanate from? The center. <laughs> what have you done?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just another blood, Jack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You get closer, and this puddle of blood here looks almost like the surface of a deep red pool, and another ripple pulses out from the center.
1: I cast detest, Detect Magic?
0: <laughs> detest Magic. <laughs> Forwin pulls out his axe? Magic? Oh yes. Oh yes, you find magic.
3: Bees up on Henry with her lance at the ready.
2: Jack is just sitting at the edge of the door with his rapier and go shout.
1: Well, you're
3: right, Jack. It's not
1: just blood. It's a little bit different. You should see this.
2: It's
4: magic blood.
3: (laughs) (laughs) V will enter, riding on Henry.
2: Oh, I'm so going to regret this.
0: Another ripple pulses out from the center, almost like a drop on the surface of a pool, but no drop is found. Jack looks up.
2: I was going to say, Jack's going to look up as well.
0: You peer up into the endless darkness of this chamber. Unfortunately, the light from the torch is not enough to see more than, um, you know, about 40 feet. It looks like this chamber keeps going.
2: There's, so there's nothing else in this room other than just like the gray
0: markings, correct? There's there are no gray markings. There's a, a gray painted, seamless interior, a pool of rippling, bodiless blood, and an iron staircase that spirals up into the darkness.
2: Okay, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you then. I thought there was. I think you there was like something like painted gray on the walls. Okay.
0: No, the walls are painted gray. Okay. Or I guess wall. I guess it's a wall. It's one wall, because it's like a, a circle? Yeah. That's like the question, how many holes are there in a straw? <laughs> two. One? Two? None? Mm.
2: Sure, right, if, go you on. pinch it, if you pinch it in the middle, it's two. The murder hobo in me
4: mean, wants to mess with the blood, but...
2: You know, the murder hobo in me is also one to mess with the blood, <laughs> saying like, hey, sit up that boulder. <laughs> <laughs> just try, drop it in, see how far it goes. But Jack is probably just be like, yeah, no, let's get out of here. This this room gives me the heebie-jeebies, more so than the cobalt ghosts.
1: If you say so.
4: Should we try going up?
2: Well, if we head up, maybe we could see like a window of some kind to see where where this lighthouse could easily be accessed.
0: You're in the lighthouse.
2: Oh, this is the lighthouse. Since this looks very lighthouse-like, let's head upwards, see where the... if we can see where that light is coming from. Can't see it from down here, though. So, up we go. After you. Yeah, Jack is going to immediately just start a little more hurriedly than you would expect him to to start climbing up the stairs. He's really creeped out by that blood.
0: As you begin to head up the stairs, they creak and sway. The staircase is not firmly attached to the walls, it seems.
2: Okay, Jack's going to immediately slow his steps and very carefully
4: start climbing up.
0: You go up. Is anybody else going up?
3: Uh, I was going to go follow up after him.
4: Uh, for, a, okay. as the, for the march order, um, I'd essentially be, I suggest that Gwilym go ahead and that I follow behind.
0: Yes, the man with a torch in the back. Hesitating a
1: bit, Gwillem would... Take a, a shot glance back at the pool of blood to see if
0: anything's going on. It ripples again as soon as you look at it.
4: And Borwin in the same way as he's about to go up the stairs, look at the pool of blood.
0: You also catch it ripple. As you head up the stairs, they sway and groan and creak, and you go up and up and up into the darkness. After a short while, looking down is darkness. The torch doesn't reach the ground before you get to the top. You get closer. And you start to see a ceiling. And in the center of the ceiling, you see a trap door. If you had to guess, you'd say you're up oh, at least 100 feet. Jack, you're in the lead. You come to this trap door. It is made of bronze.
2: Does it seem to be locked? It does indeed.
0: There's a keyhole and a latch.
2: Okay. So I'm pretty sure we don't have any kind of key. Jack is going to put away his main and his rapier. And from his backpack, he's going to produce some thieves tools
0: oh very good
2: and he's going to try to pick this lock
0: all right let's see how you do
2: all righty <sighs> i'm gonna spend a hero point card
0: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound
2: good at all no that is a nat one for a seven total and me no likey so bye 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 to this card please delete gone Reroll. that's gonna be an 11 total
0: you attempt to pick the lock unfortunately your thieves tools snap in the lock
2: Oh, so they're broken. Nice.
0: There's another critical failure.
2: <laughs> well, I guess I would delete the thieves' tools from my
0: thing here. <laughs> uh, keep them in there, because you can get replacement picks.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, son of a... This trapdoor is locked, and I just broke my tools. Anyone else got any spare picks? No. Uh, well, if no one else got anything else, we gotta go back down. We gotta find a key. Barwin, turn around.
0: As you turn and shift your weight, the stairs swing alarmingly away from the wall. But you all manage to keep on keeping on and head back down. You reach the ground uneventfully to find the rippling pool of blood once more.
3: All right, we need the key and we have no idea leads on where to find the key. So we just have to turn this whole place over.
2: Jack's going to walk to the bottom of the stairs. Take a quick glance at the pool to see if it's still rippling. It does. I want you all want to put the keys down there. Ugh, oh, that would just be all luck.
3: If you want to go in and uh, check it out, you go ahead.
2: Nope. I, I ain't going anywhere near that.
1: Well then, as we declared, on to another room for us to
2: see if we can locate the key. Should we check out this door over here first, though, or?
3: That should just lead us to the outside, right? Not to a key, I don't believe. All right, then.
0: Okay, off you go. Where are you going? Door number one, door number two. I,
2: mean, I guess logic would say we would go to this door next. The... Door to the southeast of the one we just came through.
0: You head back out into the ruins of Gauntlight Keep. You proceed deeper, heading east. You can see to the south of where you are, on top of the rubble, the corpse of one of the gremlins you've killed. To the north, a door you've not explored, and the chamber continues further to the east. Consulting the map, this door does not appear.
1: This isn't the one with BG Ghost on it?
0: That's where you just were.
1: Oh, oh. I thought this was BG ghost and that one was unmarked. Okay.
0: okay. Now this is Notice, uh, nope. in between the pinch the pinch room.
2: Yeah, the pinch room.
0: <laughs> Notice the circular nature of the room with the big ghost.
1: I mean, it doesn't spell ghost either. I don't know how, how his geometry is, but you're right. You're right. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's
2: got the two doors and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it doesn't seem this room is on the map. Perhaps Skrong doesn't know as much as he thinks he does.
2: I've got a feeling he knows a little bit more than he's letting on now.
1: And I've got a feeling it's best not to ask Borwin to open the door. Um, Jack, would you please?
2: Oh, yep. Jack is going to check for traps
1: first.
0: You find no traps. This door, again, very similar to every other door you've seen so far in these ruins. Okay. Aside from that trap door, that one was pretty unique.
2: All right. going to put my ear to the door and see if I hear anything on the other side.
0: You do not hear anything from the other side of this door. You do, however, hear some uh, commotion to the south.
2: Jack is immediately going to turn his head towards the south. Looks like it might be coming from, like, the room with the pit.
0: It does sound like it's coming from there.
2: Does it sound gremlin-ish? It could be. All right. Jack is going to pull open the door. Or push it open.
0: This This one's a pull. So... It reveals another chamber this one with collapsed ceiling in the southwest corner the walls in here are lined with shelves but on the shelves there's nothing but ancient rotten books looks like they've been ruined for a very very long time okay there's also a smashed desk and chair in an alcove to the north these again look like they've been ruined for quite some time
2: okay anything for the bat's audibility
0: Mm, excellent question. The desk seems to be partially intact, even though it's been smashed.
2: Seems safe in here, but keep your eyes up. Jack's going to head towards the desk to take a closer look at it.
0: You search the desk. Searching through the desk, you find a hidden drawer. It's partially open. You're able to pry it open the rest of the way. And inside, you find a few bottles of liquid. Hmm. Three, to be specific. Okay.
2: Do they have, like, any kind of labels on them?
0: None whatsoever. Okay go ahead and uh, mark those down as a12 so three bottles of liquid a12 all
2: right put that in the journal here and I'll put it in my inventory because I'll
0: jack will pocket them
1: while he's doing that Gulem would like to search these bookshelves for anything that might be still legible
0: Okay. You search through the bookshelves, one by one, trying to find anything that's still intact, or, or at least partially intact. And as you push through and sweep aside piles of molding garbage, you notice that one of the bookshelves moves slightly at your touch. You push, and it rotates away, revealing a secret passageway hiding stairs that head down.
1: Well, this is something. Come here, everyone. I've found a new way.
0: There's also a door to the north that I didn't mention earlier, but it's there. You said you found that from the bookshelves?
1: Yes, it was uh, one of the bookshelves that swiveled and opened the way.
3: Well, it looks like we now have an easy way down to the basement.
2: Indeed.
1: Shall we keep this in mind and look at the door right above us, or shall we venture down now?
2: I can't remember offhand. Did Strong say that Mushroomhead was down below? Yes. Yes, Wait. he is. Are we still going to Maybe go down there and check out Mushroom Head, or we just should we stay up on this level and maybe try to sweep things out first.
1: He might have the key. I don't know.
3: Hmm. Mm. I would like to know what is to the, um, to the north first, since this is not on the map.
1: So it is. Go ahead, give it a try.
3: All right.
2: What the fuck was that? Right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that was either.
0: You're going
3: to try, just your luck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) It's ominous, like you know what's behind it. So (laughs) V reaches up, grabs onto the ring for the door, and pulls.
3: See, the last time you described things like this, a giant horse flew at my face.
0: Oh, (laughs) that did happen last time, didn't it? You pull. The door swings into the chamber where you stand, revealing a somewhat odd, triangularly shaped room. Fucking triangles.
1: Is it a right triangle?
0: Uh, yes, actually, it is a right triangle. Nice. Nice.
4: One might even say it's acute. No, no actually, no, it's, it's not. not. It's, it's a right it's angle. Right what angle. am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's not acute at all. It's quite ugly.
0: Greg, you're out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. So you enter into this triangularly shaped room. It looks like uh, this was once a a comfortable chamber, but years of being exposed to the elements through the two arrow slits on the wall that runs horizontally out into the fog Everything that's in here is rotten, decayed, including a divan, an armoire, armoire, depending on who you are, and what was once a tapestry and is now a pile of molded rotten crap on the floor.
3: It is just a lot of decrepit things unless You all want to look through it. Not much in here. Well, those were all just decrepit
1: books until I gave it a look. Let's- let's look and see. Alright,
0: I will do a search. Looking around, under the divan, you find a ring of keys. Eight. Eight keys on the ring.
3: Oh, we only needed one. Six
0: of them were once iron and are now comprised entirely of rust. Two are bronze and are still intact. On the two bronze keys, one is decorated with a lighthouse. The other is decorated with a depiction of a book. The tapestry that has fallen into ruin on the ground looks like one time it hid a secret door that you're able to find with your very thorough search. You, you did pretty well on that roll.
2: Hey. Nice. All right.
3: We will stand up. But well, that was quicker than I thought it was going to be. And she proudly holds up the ring of keys
1: under his breath trying not to start anything Gwilym will say I guess it's a good thing we searched the room <laughs> <laughs> I
2: feel like I feel like you would be someone who would say it looks like you just found the key to our success
3: she just looks at you
4: <laughs> or when nods his head in disagreement. <laughs> oh fuck you that's what's funny
3: <laughs> language
0: Okay. Also, it looks like over here there is another door. You see in the stonework of the wall small gaps and a oddly shaped brick that doesn't match the rest. With a simple push of the brick, a door slides open. You see a very small chamber within that has, you can tell from this side, another secret door that you are behind that is ever so slightly ajar.
2: Not that I don't think there's anything else in here, but when Jack steps into this triangle room, is there anything that can be found for that's odd?
0: No, it's too late, man. I
2: that's what I thought.
0: <laughs> it, it, uh... V found everything <laughs> with with that roll. So there's nothing else.
2: <laughs> Maybe she should be an investigator.
0: No. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well, shall we go through the other door? Uh, before we do, is anyone good at identifying potions?
3: No. You should know this. this is why I was at the Coast cask today. day. I
1: could give it a look, see if I've ever seen
2: something like it before. Alright, I found these three bottles back in that desk in the last room. I figured if I should to be keeping on going, I might as well mention it now. But I have no idea what they are. And he hands the bottles to Aquilum. Am I able to use medicine? No. Probably gonna be a crafting check if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah.
1: Can I do it if I'm not trained?
0: You can identify... The nature of an alchemical item with 10 minutes of testing using alchemist tools. If you oh. attempt, if the attempt is interrupted in any way, you must start over. Uh, is a secret role, and you need to have the tools. Yeah, never mind. Hey, there's one way you can find out. <laughs> Shit.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Bring them to Rin.
1: <laughs> that is the idea. That is the only option. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to hold on to them for now, Jack. <laughs> so there's another door ajar that we can see through the passageway, right?
0: Correct. It's a very small passage.
1: V, would you uh, give a look at the other
0: open door?
3: All uh, right. She will take a peek. You said it was slightly ajar, right? So
0: Yes. Ever so slightly. Just enough that your torch, Borwin, flickers from a little bit of breeze that comes through. Let's see a perception roll for you. Nada. So actually, you know, that's really, really bad. Got a one this time. You had a 20 before, and you got a one this time. So you're, you're-
3: Gotta, you know, keep it even, balance.
0: Yeah, yeah, in all things, balance. So you try to subtly peer through the secret door and stumble and push it open on accident as you fall through into another chamber.
3: Top of a dead guy, looks like, what? Yes,
0: yeah, so you stumble onto a corpse. He's slumped over, looks like his fingers were right in the crack of the door trying to pry it open when he died. Mm. You look up from the corpse and you notice the air and this large chamber is colder and damper than anywhere else you've been so far in these ruins. Condensation beads on the wall and runs in rivulets across countless skulls that are carved into the stones of the wall. The moldering corpse below you is slumped against the wall. His hands are placed like he was trying to pry open the secret door that you fell through, just as he died. Looking to your right, you see a short set of stairs heading down towards a closed pair of double doors. To the left, two similar short sets of stairs heading up. Beyond them, the chamber widens, and in the center is a semicircular dais supporting an altar of white stone. Beyond the altar looms four stained glass windows, each of them 20 feet tall, depicting four haunting scenes of ghosts rising from overgrown graveyards towards a four-pointed orange star. You also notice two skeletal corpses piled on the floor. You can barely make out a faint glimmer of pale blue light radiating out from their eyes and mouths as they seem to notice you too. The bones have reassembled themselves as these creatures rise and move towards you. See you next week.